something. Let's do it. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Gamer Guild Podcast. Today, I am joined by usual co-host Matthew, aka Shadow Marvel, and Kenny G. And we're going to be talking about our wish list for MCP next year. My name is Nate, and welcome to the Gamer Guild. Guys, I'm kind of excited to be talking about the future of this game because usually we're on topics of things that have happened recently, uh, things that we from the past that we would like to see changed or uh, talked about, whatever. But we don't often get to kind of just look forward in the game's uh, future and just kind of speculate. So this is going to be fun. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm excited to talk about all these characters we've we've chosen yeah and i'm excited to talk about all my characters and all of them have all been chosen well in advance none of them had to be changed last minute (laughs) there was zero overlap between us that was an absolute bold face lie (laughs) Uh, so what we are going to be doing for you guys is we're each going to list one hero we would like to see added to the game one villain we would like to see added to the game uh, one obscure character uh, that some of them are very obscure, some of them a little bit less so, frankly. Uh, and then uh, kind of talk about something that we hope, not necessarily in character form or affiliation, but what we hope uh, something that gets added to MCP in general is in 2023. Uh, so with that, Kenny, do you want to uh, start us off with your hero? Yeah, my hero is a character that um, I started to really enjoy and appreciate and appreciate through playing Marvel Champions, and that is SPDR, a.k.a. Penny Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, something about a giant robot spider man, essentially, or spider woman. Um, seems really cool. Um, could be a, a bigger tank piece for the Web Warriors, which would be a ton of fun because Venom doesn't exist. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, SPDR would be, would be a blast. I'm, I, I'd imagine something like a size four. um, what's their like web shooter attack thing that they do. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it. Um, oh my, impact webbing, impact webbing. Yeah. A size four impact webbing push would be really cool. Um, give them like a bigger, like, terrain throw or character throw or something like that to go along with it um don't see spdr having any kind of like um web lines or anything like that but i see them being a lot more of like a a bruiser beater character Mm -hmm. with maybe like a little bit of control mixed in sort of maybe like a hulk buster for them yeah probably like five threat or something yeah yeah definitely Uh, a five threat so my question is would you want it to be uh, modeled like the uh, SPDR from the animated movie into the Spider-Verse, or are you wanting the more traditional comic-styled version of uh, the robot? 
I would definitely want a more traditional comic style of the robot just because I think that would look better on the table. That's fair. Would not want to uh, paint the different like little emoji faces on the, the other one anyway, honestly. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you, you say no venom, but mine, and it's probably obvious to anybody who's listened to me for any decent amount of time, is going to be Agent Venom, Flash Thompson. Uh, easily my favorite uh, hero that Marvel Comics has uh, put out in the past uh, 10 years and kind of the, the changes and developments that his uh, arc has gone through. So really want to see him added into the game. Would love for him to be a guardian and a web warrior. Uh, would be a lot of fun and just make him long range, very shooty, pew pew, uh, aggressive web warrior, I guess. And oh, man, aggressive with uh, the guardians as well. Throw some rerolls on them. I, I don't even know. Like I, I have like a fan made version of this card that like early on before really getting into the game, I was like, all right, cool. Like I want him to have this. I want him to have this. And then he's got like a tactic card attack called uh, hail Mary. Cause flash Thompson was a quarterback and, but never that that's me just uh, going on an absolute tangent. So agent well, venom to you, you, very you little could always, You could always just make uh, your own little fan made content with your fan made tactics cards and, and play them, you know, locally. Oh, yeah. It seems I like could. you got it all I built won't. out. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, the problem with fan-made content is when you really like a character, it's really hard to not make them overpowered. I have faith in you. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, um, this is like, well, like, how do I give him the best parts of Venom's kit and the best parts of Spider-Man's kit all at the same time? And, and the best uh, parts of Punisher's know, suddenly kit? comes out of <laughs> little bit of Punisher's kit too. He doesn't have the ability to blow up buildings. I'll say that much at least. Not, not until would he have like control built in too? Uh, he would. Uh, he would have a throw. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I didn't give that. him the uh, the web line pull kind of thing. Yeah, I, I don't. I would love to see like a more aggressive web warrior. So like, Asian Venom would be a fun one to include as well. Make him six threat. Yes, because that worked so well for Malekith. <laughs> he's seven threat. I didn't he's say not, seven He's not threat. six. Just my point being that Malekith probably could have easily been like a nice four or five threat character, but instead we just decided to, uh, or AMG decided to, to crank him up to seven. Yeah, so I'm being reasonable. Six threat. Make it six threat. Make a nice little Flash Thompson six threat model. Go aggressive web warriors. Keep it tall. Keep it. Keep range it, 10 yeah. attack range 10 attack absolutely i mean absolutely. i'm pretty sure you do that you know just yeah, take the two sticks together you know. yeah yep the only character that requires you to buy more movement tools that's right <laughs> money in the bank amg call us <laughs> we got ideas <laughs> uh We're speaking genius. of ideas matthew what is your idea for a hero that you want to see in the game well, speaking of big heroes making big splashes with big threats, I want to see Phoenix. We got our Jean Grey. 
and we got a whole bunch of five threat x-men but you know x-men have kind of fallen into this whole three threat the land of three threats so i want Mm -hmm. a really strong six threat jean gray phoenix you know some someone who can really be a centerpiece on the board for the x-men or maybe she comes with her own Maybe she's maybe she's part of some like uh, Sebastian Shaw, you know, release, and she's got she has the ability to go between you know good guys and bad guys. You, would would you want a, a different character slash model for Dark Phoenix, or is this just kind of like all encompassing Phoenix? I mean, if in 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 my dreams of this character, I would say that that the injured side becomes dark Phoenix. Okay. Don't disapprove. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. like now that you mention it, like X-Men have a couple of uh, five threats with cable and Phoenix, but they really haven't uh, reached into their higher tiers of uh, powerhouse characters to kind of build around. And you could have it like something like where she's six threat, but the front side is, it's like a four threat character. Like she's powerful, but she ain't that good. She's like four threat, like a, a average four threat. But when she flips, she suddenly becomes like Malekith levels of strong. So there's like yeah, some something kind of uh, kind of like the reverse of Hulkbuster. Yeah, exactly. Like the reverse of Hulkbuster. Exactly. I'm down to see how that would work out. You'd have to make her front side annoying enough to deal with, or. Uh, have a way to self damage. Yeah, I would. I would to get power of, or something. I would think of something that would draw an attack, like a two dangers to ignore. I think. I think if you have Phoenix up there in, in the thick of it, and she able to taunt attacks, I think that mm-hmm. that would be thematic for her. Uh, maybe it would be more of like something like psychic something, you know, that she forces the enemy to attack her by you know getting into their mind. I like it. Uh, go ahead and hit us with your uh, villain as well, if you don't mind. Well, my villain is, and I, I wrote it, and I love this villain, and I've never, I don't think I've ever said their name out loud. <laughs> Nihilus, I think is how his name is. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, 10 points for Gryffindor. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I so I, I just like the character. Um my 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 villain was 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 sniped by someone else on this cast, uh, so we'll and then your second that. villain was also sniped. <laughs> that's, that's true. So I'll have a lot. We to planned. Say. I have a lot to say when other people talk, but I, I just I like his I like his um, his shtick. I like his uh, design. I think he can come in like with a, a you know a Fantastic Four wave, which. I'm praying is happening in the next year. And mm-hmm. I think he can come in as sort of like an alternate big bad uh, to other more obvious big bads from the Fantastic Fours. And he can come in and be this sort of like dr- life draining sor- sort of a uh, villain. And also, again, with on the same vein of Phoenix is uh, incredibly powerful. And when you get to my obscure pick, it's also an incredibly powerful pick. So I'm going high threat with these, with these wish lists. <laughs> he wants more Malekiths. No, everything. Uh, so would you make, six. Uh, 
Everything caps at six. You know my you know my thoughts. We've had this podcast. I don't believe in threats <laughs> above six. Indeed. They believe in you. Uh, would you want him to have uh, grunts? Like with uh, his uh, swarm? Uh, I haven't really thought that much into it, being that I, I've thought about it for approximately 20 minutes at this point. <laughs> but yeah, sure, give him some grunts. Give him, Actually, probably not, because if, if, uh, if anything judges by Red Skull's five threat grunts, I imagine six threat grunts would be just a little too <laughs> overwhelming. Would be, be a little bit too annoying. Yeah. I think he, I think I think he alone can draw enough ire on his own strength without having to go into the grunt territory. We'll leave that to potentially another person on our list. That's fair. Uh Kenny, you want to yours you want me to tie mine in? Uh I can go with mine. Go for it. Uh my villain of choice is Kang. Um I think it would be really cool. Um, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some inspiration from Marvel Champions, and this might either be an OP kid idea, or it's just like a cool character idea. But you have Kang on his like normal side, or like on his healthy side. But when you flip him to his injured side, you actually get one of the different variants. So you'd either get like Iron Lad or Immortus or Rama Tut. Um, mm-hmm. So like he would just like it would just be maybe like I don't know if it's a random draw or if like whoever it is like that's controlling King gets to choose one of them based on the situation. Um, but I think that would be maybe a really cool mechanic to to work in as far as like all of his different variants. You could have it uh, to tie into the time aspect to it that when he flips, depending on what round it is. Depends Ooh. on which uh, variant comes out. As long as I don't have that. to paint to six different versions, I'm okay with this. I don't. I would I don't think it would be like four or five different versions. <laughs> Still more than I would like to see, but at the same time, I do kind of like the idea of either his injured side or something like that, uh, representing one of his. Uh, the other Kangs from the council uh, stepping in to partake in battle or something. Although I don't know how he would like, how he would be affiliated with anything if that's the case. Um, Or maybe he just like, he's like a Dormammu type affiliation where he's the leader and then everyone else is just like a variant he pulls in. Mm -hmm. Eh, Just make him a, just make him a cabal leader. It's fine. That's what what we do now. I mean, kind of. You know what you could do in order to save some painting uh, as an idea? It's, they could um, do like sort of attachments that you could attach to him. Sort of like uh, like a headdress, like you have your Kang. And then like they dish these little pieces that you just put on top of Kang. And it just kind of easily glides right on. Just just give him some hats, basically. Basically hats. I mean, people love hats. <laughs> Wasn't there a game out there where everyone just got hats? And people just loved it. Probably. I don't know, maybe Overwatch? I don't know. Uh, well, my villain pick is uh, the the first <laughs> one 
that uh, was stolen out from underneath Matthew. And that's Dr. Doom. Uh, I think he's easily probably like the overall, one of the most desired villains to get added. And really it's the main reason I'm hoping for fantastic four to come because as soon as they come, surely AMG will be wise enough to give us the, the Dr. Doom because he's going to be just as, if not more popular than the first family. Anyways, this one will have grunts. I, I can see him both with and without, just depending on AMG's mood. Because, like, Doombots are very thematic. They could absolutely work well with him. But you could also just have five or six threat Doom on his own and just have him be, a, like, super sorcerer, genius uh, kind of Doctor Doom. That's That's, like, the problem. With Doom, if anything, if there's anything that's holding back the release of the Fantastic Four, it's probably Doctor Doom, because this is a character you have to get right. It's a character that is, it, he is better than essentially four characters in the comics. You know, in the comics, he's mm-hmm. his like thing is that he is better than essentially the Fantastic Four individually. And even them combined are still unable to stop Dr. Doom. But it is Doom's own failings, his lack of his ability to have family, his lack of ability, his ego is what really is always the thing that does him in. It's never him being just straight defeated. So it's got to be really hard to do that justice, that a character that has that kind of overwhelming presence and power without them being overpowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see how he's represented. I can, I can only hope that he's going to be a, a higher on higher on the end of uh, threat levels. Six. But hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully a five or six Seven. is kind of what I'm hoping for. Nope. Nope. Six. <laughs> uh, you see like, but, but realistically, like once Nine. he's at seven, he also just becomes a lot harder to easily take in random other lists where it's just like, hey, I want to play with Doom. It's like, oh, but he's going to take up more than half my roster sometimes. You're right. There's no other model on the game that costs seven threat that is just thrown into other. Let alone eight. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about that. Uh, Kenny, hit us with your uh, your kind of uh, obscure character. So I am not the most comic book person or like comic book savvy person. Um, so I went with one that's probably like somewhat obscure, but not like crazy obscure. And that is the white wolf. Um, mostly because I just want to see Wakanda more fleshed out um, mm-hmm. and have more characters. They've been stuck with the same four since like two months after the game first released. Oh, I guess they have Storm 2. They've got Storm. (laughs) But let's be real. Like, does anyone actually play Storm in Wakanda? If you do 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 this, I'm sorry if I offended you. (laughs) No, I do not think anybody does play Storm in Wakanda. I have seen people uh, use Storm pretty successfully in A-Force on a completely random note, but that's not this. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but Wakanda, just... it's like she needs more power to use the Wakanda leadership and she already doesn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, her whole thing is that she needs to get... When she has power, she has great ways to spend power. So I can see a case for her in A-Force, but not not in 
not with uh, Wakanda, where their whole thing is their draining power. And she doesn't, although again, she doesn't really need the rerolls. Yeah, yeah. I could see him a lot of dice anyway. Yeah, yeah, I could see him being like a three threat version of Black Panther. Um, little less tanky, almost uh, Red Guardian esque. Yeah. Sort of a combination of the two would be what I would expect. I'd be down for it. Yeah, give like Red Guardian, uh, take away his uh, shield tech and give him a pounce. Yeah, give him a pounce. I think he'd have stealth because looking at his page online, he has like cloaking technology. That could be cool. So give him some kind of stealth. I don't know. Almost makes him like a uh, more like a three threat Gamora at that point. Ooh, it's yeah, cool. yeah. Which also isn't a bad thing, by the way. I was no, not at if all. Gamora was three threat. I think she's worth four threat, but you know, wish list, right? We're wish listing. Here. Oh yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. Wish listing. I couldn't. It's I loud. couldn't make my wish list character. <laughs> wanted to, but. <laughs> Oh, I definitely, there were definitely thoughts when I was doing this list where I was like, well, you know, I kind of do want another Daredevil. I kind of do want another Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I kind of do want another Captain America. Oh, I'd love Ultron was another one that I thought of. I'd want another one. I do want World Breaker Hulk, too. That would be nice. I would, I would so love it. A lot, But I wanted to try to stay, steer clear of duplicate characters. But they have hinted that a new Modoc and a new Hulk are coming, so maybe we get uh, Worldbreaker Hulk, which could be really cool. Yeah, I would be down with it. I would down with a lot uh, of But that's not Hulk. my wish. Oh. But uh, that is not my wishlist character. Uh, my big wishlist character is the Scarlet Spider. Uh, but not Ben Riley, which is the one that has like the blue hoodie that everybody is more familiar with. Uh, I really like to see Kane Parker. Uh, and this is the Scarlet Spider that's got like the uh, predominantly uh, red suit with the, a little bit of black at the top. Uh, yeah. And he's just like a, like if you're talking about aggressive web warriors, uh, this dude is just like kind of constantly pissed off. He's got uh, like, actual stingers almost wolverine style uh in his arms that he can uh, go out and prick slash stab people with uh so that that's going to be my uh, obscure pick to add to my web warrior hopes and dreams yeah man we toss him in there with some agent venom that's sixth threat dude we can start go to the beat face Let's I don't know. Go I feel Nate. like Scar- I, Agent Venom has to be a four. Venom's a four. Spider-Man's a four. If he's a, if you meet, you meet the between the two, he'll be four. You gotta give into and, your, you gotta give into your fandom there, Nate. Agent Venom, sixth threat. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, I, I could see Kane being uh, probably a, a three threat or a four threat, depending on how much they wanted to to get him out. Yeah, I could see that. I could potentially say that about most of these characters. Yeah. <laughs> like the it, whole game. It just depends on the day. It's like Storm's three threat, or she could be six. Who knows? Depends on what they do. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, so tell us about what's probably the, really the most obscure of our obscure picks that I'm, I'm doing air quotes around. 
because yours is genuinely pretty uh, obscure. I've seen him a couple times, mostly facing off with Deadpool. Uh, tell us about him. Oh, yeah. I went, you told me obscure. You said you have to choose an obscure character. So I said, I got I got to go obscure on. I got to go real obscure on this one. I got to go back to my childhood. I got to go back to when I was so happy to open up this four-issue miniseries. And the excitement I have had reading it. I bought all. This is one of the first series that I bought. I read them over and over and over again. I love this character. And not only that. This character, again, I would make the argument, is a high threat character that's, based that's on me. their I am superpowers. Those people. And that character, I've vamped long enough, that character is slapstick. And I know everyone who's listening is like, who is slapstick? So take a, take, take a moment, pause the, the podcast, go on Google, and type in slapstick Marvel, and then be welcomed by the warm embrace of one of the most ridiculous and overpowered characters in the Marvel universe. His power suite is essentially that he is a comic book character, that he is a cartoon. He has some of the, actually some of the things that Deadpool has now that are like super OP that he's able to do were influenced by what slapstick had as his innate power set. Uh, so if you just think of a Warner brothers, like bugs, bunny cartoon and all the ridiculous things that they're able to do that don't make any sense. Slapstick can do it. And I think he's going to be sixth rack. He's going to be ridiculous. And I want to see a completely obscure, six-threat, ridiculous character. Just, I, I, want, I want to just knock out all these other characters that people didn't care as much about. That's how I want Spider-Pig to meta, be And I want them released. to be or on Spider the Ham. table playing slapstick because he's meta. They have to play him so they can win. I want all the win-at-all-cost character people to buy <laughs> slapstick, to paint him, and to play him. Man, I so I I actually had uh, I at least knew about this character a little bit because he was in a, a Deadpool run called uh, Mercs for Money, where Deadpool basically hires a, a bunch of other mercenaries, dresses them up in different tonight, colored so. Deadpool suits, and basically is like, "Hey, you guys go act as me and make us money," uh, and he uh, gets recruited into that. But uh, yeah, he's, he's an absolute <laughs> ludicrous uh, character. Go go on Marvel Unlimited. I don't know if it's there, but I'm. It's old enough. I imagine it is. <laughs> and read some slapstick. You will. You will. You will either not regret this and thank me for it on the Discord, or don't talk to me. <laughs> Just don't even worry about don't, it. Don't bring it up to me at all. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I love well, the OP kits that basically AMG does kind of as the, far as the like broader the, um, wish list of what you the hope ultimate to encounters see in and stuff like that. Protocol. But the thing I want is uh, more kind of like you, uh, kick us prize off on support for events or uh, more like league kits or something else. Because back when the game 
first released, um, they had these two pretty cool kits. Um, one, ha- I, or maybe it was just one kit. I'm remembering it as two, but basically, um, mm. it was an alternate Red Skull, an alternate Captain America character card um, with like cooler like backgrounds. Um, and additionally, like had some, um, I think it was like, it was just one acrylic token or maybe another kit later on came out with like the, um, Avengers and Mm -hmm. black order acrylic tokens. Um, but just things like that with some more like cool acrylics and things instead of just using the, the generic affiliation, like cardboard tokens. Um, I would love to see more things like that for, for shops to give out like i love the alternate tactics that come in some of the op kits and stuff but i don't know i like more of like the the acrylic stuff too And to kind of go off of that, I would love to see just more organized play uh, prize support that doesn't necessarily have to be tied to a specific, like, hey, come play this OP kit and get XYZ. I would love for store level, convention level, uh, there to be some sort of uh, a pack of like, hey, uh, if you come with a fully painted roster of 10, here's like a little bonus thing. But like everybody gets prize support, whether yes, it's I would love uh, tactic cards, too. tokens, or something like that. Uh, that's not necessarily just tied to a kit of a specific like scenario or something. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want you know fun stuff and reasons to go out and play tournaments? That's yeah, part of exactly. the reason what we did in, when I used to play X-Wing. Yeah, it, uh, it just gives you another reason to get involved in the different communities, which is never a bad thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with mine because it kind of follows on the heels of Kenny's idea. And I would love to see another organized play kit specifically that does have a scenario, but one that has like a free-for-all four-player or a 2v2 uh, mode built into it because by far and away one of the most fun uh things that i've done with (laughs) the people that i've never played with before as well as with uh, people that i have played with multiple times is separation anxiety it's just so much fun the absurd combinations that can come up and uh the truces the breaking of truces and alliances kenny uh never trust this man uh is a lot of fun and so i would love for amg to have something coming out that's uh, multiplayer focused again yeah i only played this once i played it with yep uh, i think it was with kenny with the podcast crew except i think you wanted yeah i don't think you were there yeah i don't think you were there nate but that was the only time i got to play it uh, and uh, Josh is completely untrustworthy. I remember it just taking <laughs> forever. That's all, all I can say so about that. I don't remember who won it. It might have been me. we started it at like 9 p.m. 
I don't remember. All I remember is Josh betrayed me, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> That's how I won. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you do. The only way you win is by making sure everyone gets tired and you just drink some tea with caffeine and outlast. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what about you, uh, Matthew? Any, uh, what, what is your kind of wish list item? Well, I'm going to go with the most obvious one. Malachi. I'm only saying it's obvious because if you've listened to this podcast and or probably any other podcast that has existed, you've probably heard about it. You've probably heard about it talked on discords. You probably thought about it multiple times in your own head, but somebody has got to say it. No, I don't wish list Malachi. <laughs> I wish for a crisis pack. I think the crisis situation uh, in the game has gotten very stale to not great, depending on your opinion on it. I don't know many people who say that the crisis situation is uh, fantastic. We've lost crises. We haven't gained a crisis since, I think, February of this year, which is a pretty long time, considering we used to be getting crises pretty frequently. And the new boxes that used that have characters that used to have crises don't have crises. So everything tells me uh, that AMG is aware of the imbalance of the current crisis situation and that they have a plan, but they just haven't said anything yet and that they will say something. Uh, I don't know if that is going to be in the form of a crisis pack itself or if it's going to be in the form of just a few, bunch of releases with crises or maybe they're going to do a print and play situation. Uh, maybe they're just going to issue out a whole lot of errata. Uh, they probably, you know, there's a lot of that goes into the balance of crises. It's the core to the game. It's in the game's name. So I understand that this is not a thing that happens quickly. And they want to get it right because the la- the worst thing that could happen is that they completely axe crises, change things up, bring in a whole bunch of new crises, and then every and then almost immediately, it's broken and not great, and people are unhappy. So that's something they probably want to avoid. So I'd rather AMG take their time, do it right. If it comes out in the spring, I'm fine. If it comes out even in the summer, I'm probably fine. I'll be a little testy, but I'll be fine as long as they take the time to do it right. Yeah. Uh, I I just made a video on this that was released last Friday. So, yes, uh, more more crisis cards would be welcome. It, assuming Blob and Pyro don't come with one, and I think somewhere... It was said that they are not coming with one. It will have been 10 months since we've gotten a new Crisis card. When we were used to getting one at least every three months, if not every other month, kind of a thing. Uh, so, AMG definitely and, uh, knows what they're doing. Else that can, it is intentional, with that, which can only mean again, that there is something in the other podcasts, or in the uh, works, other videos, uh, etc. about the crisis, uh, crisis issue. Crisis so, uh, we're going to promptly switch topics and go to the end game, where we talk about something that is very specifically not Marvel Crisis Protocol related at all. Uh, can still be Marvel related, 
but Kenny sure isn't. Kenny, what's uh, what's going on in your life that you're excited about? Yeah, so uh, this past Friday, uh, the new Pokemon game released. I got Violet version, and uh, I'm having a blast with it. I know there's a lot of a uh, lot of like reviews and negativity going on with the uh, the processing speeds and the frame rates and stuff like that, which it's all valid. There are definitely issues with that. Um, but, uh, that's never been one of the reasons I play Pokemon games personally. Um, I play for just the exploring and trying to complete the Pokedex. And so far I'm having a blast. Uh, open world Pokemon has definitely been a treat so far. Yeah, for sure. Is it more open world than uh, short sword and shield? Oh, it's fully open world. So a little bit more like, uh, Arceus then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. a lot more like that. But even it's then, like, Arceus was, like, region. Like, you'd have to travel to different regions, and it would be open world there. Like, this is just 100% open world, I think, except for, like, the main big city when you go in the gate. That's cool. Yeah, I don't, uh, have, much to, what about, I don't oh, have much ahead. to say about Pokemon. I, I played one Pokemon video game and I've played some Pokemon trading card game with my nephew when he was eight and he told me the rules were that he wins. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know too much. I, I like I like the idea of Pokemon. That's amazing. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? What do you've uh, what have you been enjoying in uh, your free time that's not MCP? Uh so this one is Marvel related. It's uh, basically been the time sink. I, I have a few things in my life. I, I have my job, of which I do a lot of this during my job. Uh, I have, you know, my time with my family, which I tend to not do this when my time with my family. And then I have sleep. So everything else involves this thing that I'm going to mention. It has been the sucked my life into my phone, into my iPad, and into my Mac, because these are all three places that I can play this. And that is Marvel Snap. That's right. It's absolutely phenomenal. I personally like, you know, we're on the, the, the kind of the card game route for some of, some of us. We've all played them, and this is one of the best I've ever seen. It's the way it makes it. So you just have 12 card decks and every, the games move so fast. And I love the fact that because is, uh, because it is 12 cards when you make changes and I like to fiddle with my decks all the time, you get to see pretty much instant results because of how easy it is to flip through and create combos and work things. And the game just, it just snaps through my life. You know, it just keeps going and going. I would, I'll start playing and I'll just say, I'm going to play one game and then boom, we're just playing more and more and more. I, I don't know how many hours I've put into this game since it's come out about a month ago. I don't want to know how many hours I've put into it. <laughs> it's so, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Uh, if you enjoy a great card, digital card game, and don't you don't need to do free to you don't need to pay anything to play this game pretty much because it's very self reliant. But you can pay in order to just progress things quicker. But 
you can not pay and do very well and have fun and enjoy it. And if that's something you like, then I say go to your app store and download Marvel Snap. If you do not want to get your life sucked into a Marvel Snap hole, then do not do this. If you're that type of person who's addicted to playing these games and you don't want to be that person, do not download this game. But Because this game will, t- will grab you by the heart and never let go. Yeah, I I have played it. I played in the uh, the first season from, I guess, after its beta was over and it had the public launch. Uh, I played through the uh, the symbiote season, for lack of a, a better word, and had a lot of fun. But I absolutely realized it was like, all right, cool. Like this thing's loading up. I'm gonna I'll play a game while I'm waiting. And then it was like 30 minutes later and I'm like, okay, I, I can't keep doing this. So it's still on my phone, but I have not, uh, I have not touched it since uh, the new season started. Yeah. I would say that if you start a season and you're kind of not into it, it, it makes sense to kind of just skip out on that whole season. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do have a habit of like, I have little errands I do that I, you know, cause me to leave my apartment and I go do those errands. And those errands take like five or six minutes and I could get a game in very easily going out, play a game while I'm waiting for the elevator. By the time I get off the elevator, I'm pretty much already played a game. It's the games go that quickly. And the, so I can understand how it could sink into your time. And there's also to be noted, if you don't mind waiting a little bit, uh, there's there's probably going to be a rebalance that I hear is coming very soon, as well as the one thing that people really dislike about the game, they're going to change by the end of the year. So that's also coming. But I don't think that you should really wait for those reasons. But if you play it and you're starting to feel like those things are bothering you, be aware that those changes are happening. There's They're, they're fixing things. The development team is very invested in getting this game off right. Yeah, uh, I think they've uh, they've done a really good job. It is definitely you, you can pay to advance quickly, but there is a there's kind of like a limit of how much paying into the game actually benefits you, which is a nice little stop limiter from somebody just coming in with a few thousand dollars and just starting to be super successful. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I like that there's that self limiter. Yeah, I don't think you can. I think you could go in and spend thousands of dollars on this game. And the only thing that it will do is it will get your collection of cards quicker. But I think that... But even then, it won't it, it won't be able to unlock everything all at once because you're only able to buy so many uh, credits a day. Yeah, and, and you don't need to pay it. I think there was, a, there was a video saying that if you were like that thousands of dollars you're spending thousands of dollars in this game type of person you can probably unlock everything in about i think they said you can probably unlock everything in about um, a month or so around three weeks to a month uh then that's currently everything that's currently released at this time and then if you just pay like a little bit you can kind of get it done in like three months but mm-hmm. by three months a little bit i mean like spending maybe like 15 20 a month type of money spent or if you spend no money i think they said it takes about five to six months to unlock everything that's currently released which is pretty good 
Yeah, that's still pretty uh, pretty respectable. So snap to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So those are uh, those are your guys' things. Uh, so for me, something that I know actually all three of us at least are really excited about is Star Wars Shatterpoint uh, that AMG announced, I guess, two weeks ago now. Ooh, baby. This is out. Ooh, baby. Uh, it is. It looks to be uh, kind of on the, the same scale of Marvel Crisis Protocol in the size of the figures in that you're, it's going to be a low model count game uh so as opposed to like where star wars sure it's a a low activation count game and so it can have some similarities uh but for me actually having low model counts is great because of table space it's great because of painting time uh, and so many other things so i'm very excited for this uh amg have come out multiple times in multiple different places saying that this is not a reskin of mcp I'm sure there will be some similarities because the same company made them. So yes, they'll probably still use dice. They'll still probably use uh, movement tools and some other things. But I think at the core, the game is going to be different. So I'm very excited to see uh, what MCP or AMG have done with that. If you do not hear me on this podcast come this summer, is because I am no longer playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm playing Star Wars Shatterpoint all the time. Uh, so yeah, I know all three of us are super excited about this. Josh is a little less excited because he's not a huge Star Wars fan. I think Sooner's excited about it as well. So there is a, a high probability that we're going to have some sort of coverage uh, on Shatterpoint as we learn more about it and uh, finally get our hands on it at Adepticon and so on, so on. Uh, But that is all we have for today. Thank you all for tuning in and listening with us. Uh, If there are comments on the podcast platform where you're listening, let us know what uh, things you're excited for and hope for in 2023 in regards to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And until next time, keep on gaming.